Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. What we all need to know is being brought to us by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Lindsay Baseball with what we need to know. Well, guys, today is a sad what you need to know. Super sad news for what you need to know right now. TMZ is reporting that rapper Coolio died today in Los Angeles. The report says that he was visiting a friend late this afternoon when he passed away. His manager said the paramedics suspect that he suffered cardiac arrest, but an official cause of death has not yet been determined. So, super sad. R.I.P. Coolio. Um, so, I, the, I have quite a bit to say about this um, from a couple of different standpoints. Number one is the music, I, and I'll get into the music later, but Scott, I, I don't know how much this is necessarily going to resonate with you in, in, in a way that I think I'll explain. Look, I, I'm 41 years old, and as a black person that lived in a black neighborhood, there was never a world in which hip-hop music wasn't a fundamental part of who I am and what my family cared about generationally on a certain level. But I'm also not too young to have remembered a time where if you went to a party at some kid's house and started playing the wrong kind of rap music, parents were going to treat you like you deserve to be ostracized and were going to be a problem for their kids. Coolio very oddly bridged that gap in a way that didn't involve expressly selling himself out, but also didn't involve him acting as if every single person he encountered was somebody he was going to try to kill. And gangster rap at the time had a lot of that element in it. Coolio rapped on Nickelodeon, but Coolio also turned around and made tracks about things that folks in black neighborhoods and in the existence understood and still managed to find a way to make it very pop and very relevant. I would go so far as to say that Lindsay's probably danced to quite a few Coolio songs in her time. And I'm not just talking about at some house party. I'm talking about for like school plays that adapted stuff like this. Um, Weird Al Yankovic made a daggone parody of this song. It's one of the biggest selling songs of all time. And this is only just a part of Coolio's discography. Grew up, eventually landed in Compton. And he had like a real life story that I think is a lot more relatable to most people that were rappers then. And most people who exist in America in general than just I grew up and started rapping and I got rich. And that was that. After his rap career ended, he had some legal troubles, and I think he had some, perhaps, I don't want to get into this, but I think he had some health issues as well for other reasons, and it didn't always work out, and he kind of found himself in that, you know, position of chasing the dollar after his certain fame, but Coolio was always a very real dude, and for him to pass at this age, it's another sad story of rappers that just seem to be taken so quickly, and so many brothers from a certain era who just don't literally make it to old age. Very sad to see Coolio go on this Wednesday. How old was he? Let's see, 59. Did not 59. make it to 60. Wow, 59. We're talking about a guy that was a volunteer firefighter and worked security at LAX before he became a rapper. Dude, um, I uh, I know what you were saying about, like, um, you know, what Coolio meant to you, you know? Um, 
I actually met Coolio and hung out with Coolio way back when. This is going, man, this is going back a long ways. I want to say like into the late 90s, like 1997, I met Coolio at a Super Bowl. And I don't know why. I, I just was at a party, and he was there. And, of course, he stood out like a sore thumb because of the hair. You know what I mean? Right. And I don't know how we started talking. And, I, listen, I don't know exactly how it all happened, but we wound up hanging out quite a bit that, that night. Like, the whole thing just kind of went on, and I was hanging with Coolio, which I thought was super cool. Yeah. Um, so it's not like I'm suggesting to you that we're best friends. No, 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 I get it. But Coolio was out and about, and he was the kind of person, like, Coolio, you're exactly right. Coolio was the kind of celebrity that if you met Coolio, you went home and told your friends you met Coolio. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it makes sense. Laura, I, what are your thoughts got, on this guy? Sorry. Yeah. No, no, it's okay. I just, I just, the final thought for me, though, Clinton, is it's, it's not, like, 59 years old, is that's, like, super crazy young. Yeah. You know? And I, I am, like, I'm 52 years old. And when I hear stories like this where they're not sure what happened, like I was reading a story about this guy um, who's a writer, producer for, um, you ever see the show on Fox Prison Break? Of course. And you've seen probably, uh, have you ever seen Lost in Space on Netflix? The um, I know what it is, yeah. Yeah. And this guy who was the showrunner for these two shows, 51 years old, Yeesh. and the guy was running, he was out for a jog. He's just out for a run, you know, just kind of doing his thing. And all of a sudden, like, drops dead at 51 years old and was in supposedly really good shape. Guy went to USC, um, just a very normal person and someone that I could really, truly relate to. Like, geez, man, this guy's 51 years old. Yeah. He's, he's out for a little run. He's got a family. He's got a life. He's got a career. And all of a sudden, and so, dude, I mean, 59 years old, 51 years old, you just, I know this is going to sound a little ridiculous right now, but you just never Ever, ever know. Never know. Nope. You never know. We want to shout out Los, the vice president of the Handsome Man community, says in the Circle of Trust, that one Coolio video of them at the beach and about 100 people came out of the trunk of the lowrider. Classic. Fantastic voyage. Great song. Tremendous that visual. That was one of the best songs. I loved that song in middle school. Laura, what are your, Laura, what are your thoughts on Coolio? So my first thing when, when you sent the, the tweet was like, I was like, dang. I wanted to reach out to Josefa Salinas, who used to be married to him, and I had the pleasure of working with her for a bit. And they also have a son together, Milan. Mm. So definitely that's, you know, just like my prayers out to them because I know she's going through her own thing. Um, just as someone who loves hip-hop and, like, knows what he represented, it's, like, crazy. Like, I saw that tweet, and I was like, for real? Yeah. Like, what? You know, it's, like, it's, it's tough. It's crazy because, you know, you I'm 34, and I re I was really young when Pac left, right, and Biggie and stuff. But then as you grow older and you still continue with that music, and it, it, it hits you different. You know what I mean? Like, it, it does. And even though I wasn't, like, I, I'm not saying here, like, I was his friend. I was, no, no, no. But as someone who, like I said, worked alongside his wife for a little bit with his ex-wife and, you know, got to interact with his son a few times, nothing crazy, but it's just it's like, whoa. Yeah. Like it just hits you different. Reality check. Lens, yeah. your thoughts? I mean, I, I remember listening to Coolio with my cousin like when I was younger and wasn't supposed to be listening to any, <laughs> any you know what I mean? Like my parents were super stripped. I wasn't even allowed to watch cable TV. So I remember like listening to Coolio with my cousin and that video, what you were just talking about, that's the first thing I thought of, the video where all the guys are, are getting out of the trunk. But yeah, I mean – I listen to Coolio and I mean, we've played his music all the time on our show and he's one of our like, I think he, he had a birthday recently. Yeah. Um, yeah. August. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's super sad. Like total bummer. Cappy, I don't want to get too far in this, but I'd be willing to entertain some calls about Coolio stories. I'm sure people got some fun Coolio stories around Los Angeles. If you want to call at some point, we'll obviously get to the other stuff. 877-710-ESPN, 877-3776. Late great Coolio, man. If you got a story anywhere partying about what that got, what that era of music means to you, I know it's a lot of, it's a big middle school soundtrack energy for where I'm thinking about this, Scott, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? And that's always a part of your life that you remember what you were doing then. I know you tell the stories about being at the roller rink and what you were going to do, you know, breakdancing and all that. That's kind of the sort of Coolio was in that kind of phase of my life, even if a lot of people looked at him as just just a safe rapper. He meant that you were probably having a good time if you were listening to him. Damn, it's crazy how we, we started talking about how, you know, last night I'm at this tribute show. And, you know, I've even said to you, I mean, just a few minutes ago, I'm naming all these names. You know, is it is it registering with anybody, you know? And uh, and then here we are just minutes later talking about Coolio. And um, yeah, it's just 59, dude. Yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough. That sucks. It's tough. Sidebar, really. that uh, that Weird Al cover of Gangsta's Paradise, Amish Paradise, is might be the best one because it's like the – Maybe not the best song oh, yeah. he's done one on, but like that's that's the kind of you know that's the kind of love the guy got. The yeah. video too with like the guy sweating. <laughs> yeah, LV, <laughs> so great, the real one, just just really really good. So anyway. Amish Paradise, Amish Paradise is really funny. I'm you never heard go, that cap? I, I think I'm gonna have to go watch Weird Al's Amish. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, have you ever have you ever seen it? I don't think so. I don't oh, know. It's amazing. You've never seen that? That's fun. I mean, know, man. <laughs> I mean that that just gives you an idea of how big Coolio was at one point. You know what I mean? Like I think Weird Al. I mean, if I'm thinking about this correctly, Weird Al came out of some level of retirement to do that. It wasn't like he was still, you know what I'm saying, making a lot yeah. of parody songs. This song it was just that big, yeah. and he managed to he managed to nail it. Yeah, it's pretty 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 wild existence, man. That is just hard to believe. I mean, just right here in the middle of the show, you know, we get this news, and 59. I, guys, I'm telling you right now, it just scares me. You're a little like, shook, as they say, and I'm not I'm not being flip here. Yeah. No, it's just like any little thing. Like recently, okay, I'm just going to tell you guys this. Like, I don't know, like, something's been going on in my body, you know? And yeah. I'm like, oh, no, something's wrong with me. Oh, my God, I'm dying. Oh, my God. Like, I just don't want to be like that guy that all of a sudden is like, hey, uh, sports radio guy all of a sudden drops dead and nobody knows exactly what happened. And Whoa, I just didn't, right, easy, No, I know. Like, I didn't, go to the, I didn't go to the doctor when I should, like, oh, I'm too busy and I got too much going on and right. I can't find the time, blah, blah, blah. I got to take, take better care of myself. Yeah. Definitely. We, all, we would all, there's nothing wrong with that. You don't want to have to do it just because, you know? You want to do it because it's 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 the thing to do. And don't like you said, don't be that person that it goes when things are really really bad. Because I've been that person and I've talked about that. And I think for people, because Cappy, you're you know, I joke around like oh, like I'm I'm always working like a Mexican all the time. But you work a lot, Cap. You're always like you wake up early, you go to bed late, you're working, you're working, you're working, you grind, man. So a lot of times when you're in that rat race. You forget to take care of yourself. You're like, oh, I'm so busy. I can't even take two hours to go to the, you know, to go to the doctor. But you got kids. Got to take care of yourself, man. I know. Let me drop in a fun fact here. I believe I saw on the shot sheet today that today is also the anniversary of Stevie Wonder's Songs in the Key of Life coming out. Did I see that right, Lance? Yep. Well, Gangsta's Paradise is actually based on an interpolation of the song Pastime Paradise, which is on that album. Look at you. You know so much about this. It's incredible. This is what I do. Huh. You have a lot of knowledge, Clinton. Television, television's Clinton Yates. This is, yeah, this is how this works. You are television's yeah, Clinton Yates. Yeah. Don't forget it, pal. Do we have any calls, Laura? Is there anybody with Is Izzo from Valencia. Okay. Well, let's, let's, let's get one call in here just because, you know, he's a local guy. You're on ESPN 710. Coolio just passed. What's going on? 
man. Just wanted to say something about Coolio real quick. Yeah, you're on the air. Uh, so, Dangerous Minds, I know anybody my age, see why I'm your age. I'm 41. Dangerous Minds was a movie we, it came out, I think, when we were about junior high. Yep. Probably getting ready to get into high school, I believe. And where I grew up at, it was in the 90s. It wasn't great. We had all kinds of gangs and everything. Antelope Valley, just if anybody knows, was going down. Shout out to the 661 up here. Okay, shout out. Um, <laughs> And Palmdale, Palmdale High was a real, real bad school. So that movie was kind of that, that movie was crazy, man, because it kind of uh, basically introduced me to what was going to happen in that time. So it was a really, really good thing, and I always connect Coolio to that movie. Another thing, Cap, um, I'm a I'm a father of three girls. I got a 13 year old. I got uh, twin daughters, four years old, um, from two different relationships. So it's kind of rough, like you said, to try to be there for everybody all at the same time. Um, but the stories that you tell, man, uh, you're not a radio personality, yo. Um, you know what I'm saying? You're just one of us. Another one of us fathered out here in the street trying to do what we can for the family, for the kids, and just to keep it going. You know what I'm saying? So mad respect to you all the time talking about your kids, representing your kids, taking care of your kids. Um, just wanted to say you are, like they always say, the real person, you know, you know, person people or whatever you guys call it on that radio, the uh, – the man of the people. Yeah, the man of the people, man. So word up, man. Mad shots out to everybody on the, on that station, but uh, mad love for you, Cap. It always touches uh, touches the fathers when you talk about that. So I want to give you a shout-out for that, man. Keep it up, man. Thanks for the phone call, brother. Shout-out, Izzo. Appreciate Scott, you, we're going to get one quick phone call in here, and then we got a break because we got other things happening. Brett in Temecula, you're on ESPN 710. Hey, Hey, how's it going? Um, yeah, I'm 43 years old, and I ran into Coolio. He was with his family at Venice Beach walking around, and his son at the time was about maybe three or four, and he had the same exact hairdo as his dad. And I went up to him. I'm like, hey, Coolio. This is when he was really hot and famous, and uh, Gangster Paradise just came out. And I go, let me get an autograph. And he goes, no, man, not today. It's uh, it's family time. Hmm. And uh, so, But he, he was a super gentleman, and uh, he was really cool about it. Awesome. Thanks for the phone call. Yeah, man. I mean, Scott, he's just one of those guys that if you were of a, of a certain age, of a certain time, you knew who he was. We got breaking news, though. Guess who just hit a 61st home run of the season? Scott, Come, come on, on, really? Yeah, that just happened. So my yeah, person, judge, going crazy here. Personal suggestion should be that we go to break and discuss this on the other side. So oh, dude. Take that only, away, Captain. Yeah, yeah, not only do I want to discuss Aaron Judge, which, by the way, I, I, if I didn't have the weather channel on, I would know this. <laughs> um, and also, I want to get into this Craig Kimbrell situation and the Dodgers and the Padres. Everybody stick around. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play.
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. ESPN 710 Los Angeles. Sedano and Cap. Eulogizing Coolio a little bit. Want to read a tweet here from the Circle of Trust, Cappy. Go for it. From Daniel shot that to, he says, Daniel Duane, he says, I remember being in fourth grade when Gangsta's Paradise came out and recording the song from the radio and playing it back and forth on my cassette player and writing the lyrics down to help my older cousin with their English because they just came from Vietnam. Hashtag Coolio. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that, you know what I mean? That's just a, that's just a real part of your life. There it is. One, two, three, four. I mean, he was on the Space Jam soundtrack. I mean, you know, he's a... I don't I don't really know and I don't want to sound like a weirdo here, but like he might not be first ballot Hall of Fame, so to speak, but he's definitely in my just Hall of Fame hu- human and musician in terms of a certain part of my life, Cappy. That's all. Yeah, it's uh it's you know crazy what just happened here because we went from Coolio, like the news that Coolio died, and within literally like seconds, the breaking news music happened. And Aaron Judge has hit his 61st home run. I mean, rough transition, obviously, right? Yeah, yeah. rough transition. But we can, we can get into the baseball. I mean, it's been – we've got our resident Yankees fan, Janice, here, who, like, jumped out of her seat. So she feel- did, and she just told me no one caught that ball and went into the bullpen. Oh, even better. So we don't have those right. creep sticks who are going to be trying to, you know, sell them or steal them from children. That's a whole other story. Well, this, this home run, I, I, I was saying to you before, um, I have had my television today stuck on the Weather Channel because mm-hmm. I got my parents down in Florida, my sister's down in Tampa, and I'm, I'm watching all this coverage of the hurricane. And then my phone got an alert that said, hey, Aaron Judge just hit his 61st home run. It was a 3-3 game between the Yankees and the Blue Jays, and Judge hits this two-run home run, and now the Yankees have a 5-3 lead. But what I always think is super cool is that they're playing in Toronto. Yeah. And you can see that when he hit the ball, the crowd erupted. Even though the hometown team just went down by two runs in the top of the seventh inning, the crowd has an appreciation for the historical moment that they've all just witnessed. So all these Blue Jay fans jumped up to their feet, cheering as Aaron Judge rounded rounded the bases and uh, and has gotten to sixty one now. How long has he been stuck on sixty? It's uh, it's been probably seven about, games. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, Janice is confirming that. And um, also, there's an interesting element about this too, which is like the actual baseball here. If you were watching the Yanks a couple games ago. Booney said, Aaron Boone, the manager of the Yankees, he was like, honestly, this streak has gotten our team back together because guys don't feel like they had as much pressure on them. I don't know we don't necessarily do a lot of Yankees um, deep dives here on their on their lineup, but they were, you know, they've got they had that seven game streak before they lost two nights ago, and now they're kind of back at it. And to do this on the road against a division opponent after clinching the the division, I think is probably a, about a big of a boost as this team is going to get going into the playoffs, as, as as you can ask for, you know. Yeah, I'm just watching some of the replays right now. And uh, as Judge had, you know, rounded home and had gotten to the dugout, and, and I, I, I think they're showing I, – I think this is mom and dad. I'm, I don't have the, the audio up on my television, but I, I certainly I think this is mom. Yeah. Um, um, you know, I mean, and Judge went to, went to Fresno as well. You know, he's got his, he's got his California ties. I, I want to ask you this, though. Who is that? Do you guys Where know who that you, is? I, I, Janice I, does. I wasn't looking at it. Who is Janice saying that that is? Because they're showing this couple. If, uh, if the replay is with the guy with the glasses, that's Roger Maris Jr. And oh, the Maris ah, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. But then who, and is the woman in the Yankees jersey, that's also? 
That I he, do not know, but I know Roger Maris Jr. Was, has okay, been there for the Because the, the gentleman said to the lady, congratulations. You right. could read his lips. So maybe that's Maris's son sitting with, with Judge's mom, maybe? Let me, well, oh, let me ask you a question, though. Let me ask you something specifically, Scott. How do you, and I don't want to cause a controversy here, but I, I, do, I do wonder, like, where does this fall on the things that, I don't want to say that you care about, but things that are, like, important slash cool to you in the baseball world? Him either tying or breaking the AL and team, effectively, Yankees record. Um, I think it's really cool. Uh, yeah. I, I will be. I would be lying if I said to you that I was like following it all season long. Uh, when it got to probably around fifty, I started to take more interest in it. Um, I find that as a baseball viewer, I'm interested in what goes on in the NL West. Uh, you know what what has gone on with the Dodgers. Sure. What happens with the Padres? Let's get I'm to inter- it. Yeah, I'm interested in this series tonight. I was interested in last night when Kimbrel had the bases loaded and walked in the winning run for the Padres. Um, I'm I'm very regionalized when it comes to my baseball viewing. So I think Aaron Judge is a great player. Uh, I think he's a really cool guy. I think it's a great moment. I know people kind of look at Barry Bonds and they go, yeah, he's got this. I think it was 72, but 73. Pe- 73. People don't want to, like, give Barry Bonds credit. I personally don't care what was in his body. That guy had to put the bat on the ball, and to me, he's the home run king. Yeah. But nobody questions Aaron Judge. Nobody thinks, like, yeah, well, but maybe he's nobody. Everybody looks at his body, and everybody looks at his career, and people assume. I know I do that he's completely legit. One of the uh, fun facts about this season is that oh, this is not just some random home run chasing season. This guy's got a triple crown on the on the brain. You know what I mean? He's he's arguably the best player in the league this year. And I mean, I know there's the Otani discussion in terms of talent, but when you look at a team that's actually played well, you look at the performance he's had. This guy leads the league not just in intentional walks, but also in full counts, which is a like which is a crazy stat on a, on a certain level. I mean, this guy's seen pitches all over the place, and he's still. Um, Blasting him out. I, I think the Triple Crown would be a more significant achievement, quite frankly, than tying or breaking the AL record. I, I just – we don't see that, you know what I mean, anymore. And, like, 60 home runs, 60-plus home runs, that's that's great and all, but especially when you think about this, and I don't want to say this with Janice looking at me, this guy might not be on the team next year. Oh, you know what no I'm doubt. saying? There's like, no doubt that's, that's a, a real factor. So if you're a Yankees fan anywhere on the West Coast checking this out – you might want to soak it in while you get the chance. Back to your first question, though, Scott. Sorry to sorry to sorry to switch gears. No, on no, you. hey, but but listen, just the thing about it, how cool it is. Like mm-hmm. I think that him, where where the Yankees are, and playing in a game like this against Toronto, who you know they're still battling themselves. Nobody's pitching him, you know, a, a dramatic fastball to say here, hit this one out, and let's get close. it over with. I mean, when Albert Pujols was in L.A. last week, you know, it's Friday night. He's two home runs shy. Uh, he played for the Dodgers a year ago. He contributed. They loved Albert Pujols on this team. The The season is over for the Dodgers because they're they're so far ahead of everybody. So I feel like the Dodgers gave Albert Pujols the opportunity. I'm not saying that they just strictly pitched in batting practice, but they I don't think that the Dodgers cared that much about that game last Friday night. No, but I mean, I, listen – Aaron Judge getting to 61 has nothing to do with the Dodgers potentially grooving pools. <laughs> what I mean, what I'm saying is, is that is that they're in. This is an intense game. Yeah, this it is. is an important game, and so no one's just no one's just giving him something to hit. Right, and so he still has to go out there and hit it. And with all the pressure on him of the last seven games, where the whole world is like trying to focus in, people were complaining that the games were only on Apple TV and that people weren't going to get a chance to see it. So to me, this is really cool that he actually just got it done. 
That makes sense. That makes sense. As for the Dodgers, though, the question you've been teasing and asking me the whole time, what is the Craig Kimbrell situation? Will he be on the playoff roster? My answer is very simple to you. I have no idea. And you know why, Scott? Because the, the, the injury situation with the arms on this team is so up in the air that until you've got an answer, I know that it's tough to put that guy on when every time he gets in there, the community is tweeting roller coaster pictures and this, that, and a third, and last night he walks in and run, and it's a disaster. But I think that if you're Dave Roberts, this is me just kind of spitballing here. You've got to believe that if he's going to get it together at any time, it's going to be in the playoffs. And also you don't know what's going on with Blake Trinan. And until he's healthy and able and there, I don't know how you say no because I'm just not really sure how you add somebody to that role without taking away from another one. Yeah, I think that um, Dave Roberts has had the luxury of allowing Craig Kimbrell to try and work things out. And when he was really low, you know, we all joked about how he changed his intro music and then he, you know, kind of got hot for a while and he has kind of hit that plateau and now trended back downward. And to me, I look at last night's game and I'm saying, you're the closer of a team that's got the best record in baseball and is headed towards the postseason, and your your manager has guaranteed a World Series, and you got the bases loaded against a guy, by the way, in Jorge Alfaro, who had, I don't know if you know this or not, but he had four walk-off hits, um, a home run, a grand slam, and a couple of singles. So this guy had been clutch all season long. Yep. And to walk him, for a guy who never gets walked, to not be able to put a ball in the strike zone and give your defense a chance to make a play, and then to watch Craig Kimbrell walk off the field last night kind of shaking his head, almost, to me, his body language was almost like, oh, my God, this, this get me get out me of here. Get me out of there, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that, to me, is the actual worry. I, I don't really – how do I say this? I don't actually have a problem with Dave saying, if I think this guy can compete – He'll get in there and compete if he wants to compete. If it gets to the point where he doesn't even want to compete, you've got a bigger issue, frankly, than I think just not having a closer. Padres and Dodgers tonight. Let me ask you this question. You think the the Dodgers are are in a position where if they wanted to right now, they could just completely take their foot off the gas and say, these games mean nothing to us? Absolutely not. There's I no agree. way. I, 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 I mean, I don't, I, don't think that's, I don't think that's smart strategy either. We talked about the way that the wild card is set up. Sure. You might get, you know, a little break, but that break also might be the reason why you don't want to let up. You know what I mean? Because that puts you in an that puts you in an awkward spot. I don't think that there's any team good enough in baseball right now to say, yeah, we're chilling, we're in cruise control. I think that the Braves have a good team. I think that the Yankees have a good team. The Strohs are tremendous. The Rays are getting back some arm talent. I, I don't think there's a squad. Like, let me ask you right now, who do you think is going to win the World Series? Well, I think the Dodgers are going to win the World Series. Do you honestly think the Dodgers yeah, are going to win do. the World Series? I do, but I do, but here's why. Because, again, what I'm saying, um, I hear a lot of people tell me that Houston could maybe win it. Uh, Atlanta might be the toughest team for the Dodgers to get through. Um, don't count out the Mets. It's, and so because I don't watch baseball that way, I watch sure. baseball locally, I don't really feel like I've got a great sense of how good those other teams are. I get it. So I feel like the Dodgers are going to win. That's fair. Um, the only thing holding that back is, again, the injury situation of the arms and that weird, quirky historical stat that doesn't really matter at all but does have some relevance if you want to dig deeper. They've never won a World Series after winning 100 games. So, like, there are some elements to this that are a little bit interesting. My larger point, though, was this thing is wide open, to be honest, when it comes to 
writ large Major League Baseball, and I don't think the Dodgers are in a position to say, we got this, we're cool, let's put it in cruise control. Yeah, I know tonight I'm going to be like zoned in on this Padres-Dodgers nice. game. Julio phenomenal. Ur- it is phenomenal. <laughs> hey, Julio Urias this year, 3-0 and with a 2-0 ERA against the Padres, going up against Joe Musgrove, who this year is 0-2 with a 5.12 ERA against the Dodgers. So while the Padres got their win last night, um, the Dodgers tonight, you know, they got the right pitcher on the mound. They got the right situation. They got the right matchup is what I'm saying. I got you. I got you. I'll be tuned in. That's for sure. All right. Stick around, everybody. Time for Big Deal or No Deal. That is next. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. All right, big deal or no deal time. Sedano back tomorrow. Clinton Yates, the big CY in the house. What up? Time for producer Lindsay, the birthday girl. Take it away, Lindsay. Thanks, Kathy. So we all know that Deion Sanders has never been one to hold back on the media when he thinks that his program is being disrespected. And he's also one of the top supporters in his players at Jackson State. Well, one of primetime's kids... Shadur plays quarterback for the Tigers, and Coach Prime doesn't think he's getting enough respect in comparison to other top players in college football. So through four games this season, Shadur Sanders has thrown for 1,381 yards, 14 touchdowns, and completing more than 75% of his passes. He's added 51 yards on the ground and another pair of touchdowns, leading his team to four straight wins. So in regards to his Heisman candidacy, are his stats a big deal or no deal, Cappy. In regards to his Heisman candidacy, are his stats a big deal? Just yeah, like yeah. is he up there with those guys? Um, I don't think so, because he's not playing where we can all see him regularly. No knock on the kid. I mean, the kid seems like he's a really good player, and I I suspect he's probably an NFL prospect. But. Um, I, you know, we were talking about this earlier. There are so many college football games on television, and I just haven't seen Jackson State play at all this year. So I'm not saying that he's not good enough to be mentioned as a Heisman Trophy candidate. I'm just saying, like, I just don't know that the average Heisman voter sees much of Jackson State football. Um, I'm going to say it's a big deal for, for, for one particular reason. I mean, Cappy, to be fair, you said earlier in the day that if you want to watch any college football on a, any given Saturday, you can. Mm-hmm. And part of what Prime, as in Deion Sanders, has done has raised his profile of the program <laughs> in general. I think the comparison you're looking for here to sort of um, uh, you know, jog your memory a little bit is Steve McNair. 
you know, mm-hmm. he was at Halcorn State and he, you know, the late great, and he was so good that he got invited there and he finished third in the Heisman voting. Now, Steve McNair was a different type of a player. Big, strong dude who could run over, pass through, and throw it over everybody's head. That's not what Shadon does. He's more of a guy that gets it around. He's more, I don't want to say he's more of a pocket passer, but like, it's an eyeball test thing, Scott. And if you get a chance, just I'd, I'd like to see what you think after just watching him play just once. Because yeah, I'd love to see him play. even I, if it's I'd a competition element, you know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. You know when a guy's good. And I don't necessarily know that this is a case for probably to make him a top five draft pick, which McNair ended up becoming a rather top ten. But I do think there's a case to be made. Like if he's out here dominating like that, there's no reason to believe he might not be doing that somewhere else with better talent around him too, which is why you consider him for the Heisman. Yeah, and I think that from Prime's perspective, you know, there's been so much publicity around the program. I think I may have told you this, Clinton, last year, but we were really close to my son going to play there. Right, right. Um, and, and I just think there's been so much publicity around the program because it's Deion Sanders, and then, you know, his son is there, and then didn't they sign last year, like, one of the top wide receivers in the country? They did, pulled a kid from Florida State. I think he was a cornerback, actually, but yeah. Yeah, and so um, I think if you're Dion, you're like, well, wait a second. We've had so much publicity around this program. Now we've got a player who we all think is, you know, Heisman candidate. Where's the publicity? Like, wh- why are you guys not giving us the publicity? So mm. I, I'm with you, man. I haven't seen it. I, right. I haven't seen. I haven't seen these guys play yet this year. If you I'm watch sure them play, available. you might, you might, you might have a slightly different view on that. But I, I do think there is a hurdle. Rather, there's a there's a tough hill to climb. Yeah, I'd like to see him play. Have you seen him play this year? I have, yeah. This first game, dude, the first game he played, they blew out, I can't remember who it was, but I think he didn't miss a throw until the second half, and it looked like he was throwing against air, and not because the team was that bad, he's just that in sync with his guys. It looked like, he, I mean, it, it was one of the more impressive performances I've seen at any level of football. I'm just taking a look here. They beat uh, Missouri Valley, I think, or maybe this is Mississippi Valley, 49-7. They've crushed uh, Florida and m 59-3. That was the game I saw. It was against FAMU. They beat up on Tennessee State. I mean, it was 16-3. to And then they crushed Grambling, 66-24. to So, I mean, they're putting up big scores. Right. The numbers are playing, gaudy. Yeah. And they're, they're playing this weekend, Jackson State, against Alabama State. Um, no, no. Is that right? Am I, I Could be. Yeah, Alabama State's an HBCU. No, I think, they, I think there's a bye week. This is October 8th. Saturday, October 8th. So, it's next weekend. Gotcha. All right. Maybe I'll get a chance to check them out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely a big fan. I can tell you that. Of Dion. Oh, love Dion. Coach Sanders, as he prefers. Pardon me. Coach Prime. Coach Prime. Yes, Coach exactly. Prime. Yeah, Coach Prime. Well, well played. Yeah. Well played, Lindsay. All right, guys. So this is a funny story that I want to get your take on. Mark Zuckerberg's Little League, quote-unquote, career is apparently worth a lot of money to some people because a baseball card from when he was a kid sold at an auction for six figures. The Facebook founder's autographed Little League card from back in the day sold for $120,000 in a fierce five-day-long auction. And I guess the bidding started at a dollar, so the final sale price shows that there was a lot of interest in the card. So is Mark Zuckerberg's Little League card selling for over one hundred twenty grand a big deal or no deal, Clinton? This is absolutely no deal, but I have some follow-up questions. And I don't mean to press you on this, Lindsay, but who's selling the card? Um, it was sold by ComicConnect.com, which is like an auction site for cards, comics, stuff like that. As in Zuckerberg is not the one selling it. Correct. I'm presuming here, Scott, that the goal is to buy it so that it gets bought back from Zuckerberg at some outrageous price because he's got some nostalgia memory that he can't let go of. Otherwise, who the hell wants that guy's Little League 
baseball card. Right. See, so and this why is, I asked about it. Like, what, it, what is this? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and this is why I'm going sense. the opposite direction. I'm going to go big deal because that's exactly – everything you just said is, is the reason I'm going big deal. What kind of a person thinks to themselves this Mark Zuckerberg Little League card is worth $120,000? I'm willing to pay that. And if – Clinton, if you're right, which I would think you, know, you might be, hey, I've got this Zuckerberg card – I paid one hundred and twenty thousand. Hey Zuckerberg, you want it back? You're paying two hundred and fifty thousand. You figure you're holding his card hostage so that Zuckerberg will give you a lot more money for it. But if you're stuck with it and nobody wants it from you, come on, a Zuckerberg Little League card, one hundred and twenty grand. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I want to know who bought it. Like I want to know who, like who the guy is that bought this. That's what I want to know. That's why I found it fascinating. Like who would buy that? Lehu. Zaher, that's who. <laughs> you like that? You like that? Yes. Good. Old that was school. a good one. Old school right yeah. there. Yeah. All right, next? next one. So one of the biggest critics of Live Golf believes that the time has come for the PGA Tour and the controversial Saudi-backed circuit to sit down and talk because he says, quote, golf is ripping itself apart. Rory McIlroy, who's been outspoken and criticizing Live Golf since it launched earlier this year, said today that the ball is in Liv's court. He said there's a time and a place where everyone involved needs to sit down and work together. So the fact that one of the most famous golfers in the world thinks that these two sides need to get together and figure something out, a big deal or no deal, Cappy? I'm going to say it's a big deal that Rory McIlroy has said this because of the fact that he has been such a harsh critic of all of the guys who've left the PGA Tour to go to the Live Tour, but... And he said it's ripping golf apart. Well, maybe it is. Maybe he feels that way because he's on the inside of it. I personally don't feel like it's ripping golf apart because I'm going to watch the Masters. I'm going to watch the U.S. Open, and I'm going to go to a local event if it's close by and I'm interested in it. But I don't have any interest in the Live Tour at all. It's got nothing to do with politics or who's behind it. It doesn't have anything to do with who's playing in it. I tried to watch the Live Tour one week on online. Oh, how'd you do that? Tell the I, world. I, it was on their website because I literally wanted to try and figure it out. And um, I didn't understand any of it, meaning like it's team golf. There were team names. I didn't know what was going on. It was all they brand don't new. Have, like the rankings and their points don't go anything towards like the PGA rankings. Yeah. So I guess for me, um, well, these guys made their decision. They all got paid big money. If I'm the NFL, I don't really want to go have conversations with the XFL if I'm the PGA Tour and I'm the star of the sport, I'm not going to dignify these guys. And it's not personal or political. It just, I, I just, we're the PGA Tour. We've been in business forever. We're going to be fine. Let me tell you what the biggest deal out of Live Golf is from tell this me. week. Headline, Live Golf will reportedly pay Fox Sports to yeah. broadcast yep. its tournament. I was say. It's an infomercial now, kiddos. It's not a golf league. Come on. There's no way I'm taking this stupid league seriously. Like, do what you want with the players who've jumped ship and ju- and not, but, like, this has not worked out. This is egg on your face on every level. Scott, you know this from a business standpoint. This was a bad idea for all these guys. Some of them are trying to jump out of the lawsuit, including Phil Mickelson. They are all over the place, and it's, it's just not good. Yeah, but, you know, the thing is, um, if you're Fox – you're like, yeah, we don't want to pay you. No. They're like, well, why not? We have we have some of the best golfers in the world. Well, they're invisible now. Right. So if you're Fox and, and they're willing to pay you, you're like, yeah, broker the time. Pay us. You want the time? You can have the time. Pay us for it. And then, and now if you're Fox, you're like, we don't have the expenditure of 
$250 million to have their rights. They pay us $250 million because they're just making it rain all the damn time. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's gone from bad to worse for Liv is what it comes down to. Well, what's funny about it is people started reporting that they were nearing a deal with Fox for X amount of dollars. And it was being reported by some people that, you know, Fox was going to be paying them. And then it was like, wait a minute, hold up. This is not what's happening. They're actually paying them. So that's what's going on. So, And by the way, yeah. if I were Fox, if I were ESPN, NBC, CBS, take CBS out of it, probably NBC also. But anybody who's got a relationship with the PGA Tour, you could take them out. But if I'm Fox, as an example, hey, you guys have been throwing money around at all these golfers. Pay us. You want our airtime? That's the commodity we have. Pay us. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 how that works. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just, the live situation, it's just, I'm not going to laugh at anybody, but like, when things blow up in people's faces and it's like, yeah, we kind of had the feeling that this is what was going to happen. You were going to destroy anything you had because nobody cared about it to begin with. And that's exactly what happens. I have very little sympathy from a business standpoint. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. Yeah. All right. Last one here. Um, Tom Hanks was uh, recently did an interview with People. And he talked about his career and the movies that he's made, but he shocked his fans by downplaying the quality of his career, saying that he thinks he's only been in four pretty good movies. And of mm -hmm. course, Tom Hanks is credited with being in over 80 movies in his career. So while I think the fact that somebody who's been in that many movies and is seen as like one of the coolest or most known or loved actors in Hollywood... Um, would think that he's only been in four good movies. I think that's a big deal. So I wanted to ask you guys, which four movies do you think Tom Hanks is talking about? <laughs> it's funny because I was going to ask you if he mentioned which four. He didn't. Let's see. Uh, Tom Hanks' filmography. Number one, I know people, a lot of people think this is a bad movie, but it's a movie I like, which is Forrest Gump. Number oh, two, yeah. Forrest Gump's got to be. Gotta I mean, be but you know, some people think that's too corny for their lives, and I'm like, how about you get a life? But um, if these are movies that we think Tom Hanks thinks were pretty good movies. I'll bet you Tom Hanks thinks that. Uh, what's that movie called? Road to Perdition was one of his better movies because he was really cool in that, and I like that movie. So I'm going to put that one on there. A lot of these. Happy. What would you put on there? Yeah. What do you um, got? You know the movie Captain Phillips. Oh yeah. No. That's the oh, one where yeah, he's yeah. Um, the pirates. Where yeah. the, uh, pirates. I, the I think that's now. a good one. That guy, yeah. I think that's a good one. Um, what about like um, does uh, does Toy Story come into any in, into play? I would think here? so. I would think so. I mean, it's just his voice. I don't think that he counts that. Oh, you know which one he should count for sure. One of my favorite Tom Hanks movies, Turner and Hooch. Obviously, no, no, no I'm oh, kidding. <laughs> Turner. I was going with something cheesier. Splash. Oh, <laughs> that's a good movie. Ah, that's great. I love, I love Splash. That. That's funny. Yeah, there's a, there's an era of Tom Hanks movies that are all kind of I don't want to say all kind of the same movie, but like you're getting like the same vibe from all of them. The Joe and the Volcano, The Burbs, that whole like era of like you know what was going on. Uh, that thing you do is a good movie as well. What about? Oh, that is a good movie. What about Green Mile? He it has to be one of the movies he thinks is a pretty good movie, right? Yeah, perhaps. Well, I'm going to give you another good good Tom Hanks movie. You ready? What's that? Going way back to my childhood. Oh, Dragnet. No. Yes, I saw that. I love that I movie. It. Dude, That's Dragnet a great movie. is great. When uh, when he's he's trying to, uh, he's got to deal with the, the pagans, people against goodness and normalcy. That was the name of the uh, the group that he was kind of like, he's the cop, and uh, and Dan Aykroyd is Dragnet himself. That was a great movie. It was a great movie. Yep. <laughs> was that like, what was his breakout movie like in Hollywood? Was it big? Big's a great movie. I love Big. That was probably like his first big. Yeah, movie, Big. Right? I mean, also Big introduced him to like 
I, I want to say the child audience. I mean, he wasn't making kids movies before that, was he? No. Like most of his movies were kind of like that slapstick 80s bit, you know what yeah. I mean? Or he like was only in a couple, Party. Yeah, he was only in a couple of movies, like four movies before Big. Dude, Bachelor Party was a great movie. You guys ever seen that one? Yeah, of course I've seen that. Bachelor Party's hilarious. Five movies. But By the way, yeah, uh, you're going to love this, Clinton. Mookie Betts started off the game for the Dodgers tonight with a triple. Did he? Yep. Right field? Appa, where'd he go? Uh, I think he, well, actually, I only saw him get to third base. I didn't see where the ball went, but I think maybe in center field. I got to see it. We'll see a replay. Cappy, fun fact before we break. Uh, Tom Hanks once appeared in an episode of The Love Boat. Love Boat! <laughs> Way back in 1980. Oh, man. That's great. I did not know that. I did That's his know. second film credit as an actor. That is a tremendous fun fact. That's hilarious. Yeah. Final segment coming up on Sedano and Cap. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You don't know nothing about no jagged edge, Scott. Come on now. Uh, Come on. Come on. Yeah. J.E. Heartbreak, you don't know what this is. It's okay. I mean, based on the concert I was at last night, would that surprise you? No, it would not. This is an educational <laughs> moment. I did not mean to make a mockery of that situation. They are amazing in concert. This is Jagged Edge, yeah. If you ever see them in concert, you might leave pregnant. That's how that goes. It didn't happen, you yeah. know? But it was a good concert anyways. <laughs> so, CY. Yes. Uh, tomorrow on the show... Sedano comes back, but we're going to kick things off tomorrow at 4.15 with Will Smith okay. coming on the show. Yeah. Not the Will Smith that I want on the show, the one to uh, talk about Chris Rock and that whole situation. This is Will Smith, you know, from the, from the Dodgers. Yeah, best offensive catcher in the National League. So last week there was this story. I'm joking about that, but go ahead. There was this story last week about how um, Dave Roberts says – that he thinks that the Dodgers should be considered a big four, not a big three. So, you know, people think about Mookie, uh, Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman, right? And uh, what Dave Roberts was saying is that, well, you should call it a big four, and you should put Will Smith in there. I mean, the guy's hitting two he's got 23 home runs, 85 RBIs on the season. I only know all of that, not because it's committed to my memory, but because he's up right now, and they just flashed his stats. <laughs> okay. So, I was going to say, that's impressive. I was going to say, like, what? Talk about, I only watch locally, but I seem to know every single stat that Will Smith's ever had. Um, are you asking me if I think that's true? Um, well, no, here's not the yet. thing. We, we kind of were talking about why don't people consider Will Smith part of what you would call a big four for the Dodgers? And so Sedano and I were like, well, maybe it's because his name is just kind of very plain. He's just Will Smith. Well, then Sedano looks up that his middle name is Dill. <laughs> Will William Dill Smith. It's Dills with like an with an S. Yeah. So we started calling him like Willie Dill and all that. So, we're, so Dill, to, Dill Smith is funny though. 
Yeah, so like, we're, we're you don't have to go to, much farther than that. <laughs> so we're trying to come up with like marketing concepts and things for him, like a will, pickle endorsement. Will or something. the dill? We're we're coming up with nicknames, uh, endorsement opportunities, etc. So dill. Yeah, Willie so tom- Dill, Willie Will Dillies. Yeah, so we're going to talk to we're going to talk to Will Smith tomorrow and uh, and just kind of throw him some marketing concepts. It's not really going to be like a hardcore baseball interview, but more of a marketing <laughs> brainstorming say, it session. Sound like it is, <laughs> um, but we, w- we want to try and convince him to like start going by Willie Dill because we feel like he would like take off, like well, it would take off. Well, the other thing is that I mean, Will Smith is not the only non Fresh Prince Will Smith in the major leagues like the bit with will smith is that there's a pitcher named will smith and they've faced off a couple times like will smith being that will smith's name is not the issue it's the issue that the name is will smith which is otherwise like if you ask 10 people that didn't live in america what the name of somebody was they're probably going to say like bob johnson and will smith it's pretty common you know not not to mention the fact that he plays catcher so he's a mask on most times it's a tough it's an uphill battle for that guy in terms of marketing well that was exactly our point though is that is that there's got to be a reason and and just the name itself will smith is so plain jane you know yeah that uh that we were trying to come up with some marketing concepts for him and Right, we're going to run some things by him tomorrow. In fact, I, I asked Lindsay, I said, when you call the Dodgers PR, don't tell them we're looking to do a baseball interview. Tell them we're looking to do a marketing brain session. Yeah, we'll, know, just, brainstorming we'll session. just talk about it on the air for the whole I, time. Yeah, I just asked them if we can have them on the show because I don't want to scare them off. No, that's <laughs> fair. That's yeah. fair. So. That's fair. Um, Lindsay Baseball, uh, happy birthday. No major plans tonight? Nope, no major plans tonight. But like I said, I got all my birthday celebration done over the weekend. Just Although you. I wanted to ask you guys. No, mm-hmm. see, see the convenient, convenient. No, I already did. It's in the past. Then deflect. That's how it no, always goes. No, no, I'm not deflecting. Goes. I'm not deflecting. It always goes. I want to know, do you guys still get birthday gifts from your parents or like your siblings? No. I don't no. even let people pay for me on my birthday. Yeah, I'm same, grown. No. Yep. Yeah. I handle me. I don't like gifts on my birthday anymore. <laughs> I handle me. Yeah, for sure. You know, that's, uh, that's, that's where I am. Like, I, I think that there's something to like... There's something to be said for the point where you get to the point in your life where you're like, listen, if I ask you to show up for my birthday, you're not paying much. You know what I'm saying? If anything at all, because people's time is just as valuable as their money. You know what I'm saying? But as far as getting gifts from your parents or your siblings, um, not only do I not receive any gifts from my parents or siblings, I mean, I don't I don't give any either. I mean, <laughs> well, do you I, guys? Only asked, dad, I only ask because, that's yeah, because like my my family, we. You know, I grew out of that a long time ago, like the gifts. Like my mom would always get us a card. My dad, I feel like he always got gets me a card too, but he'll give it to me the next time he sees me. Oh, um, but, but then like over the past couple of years, I think it may be since I moved out here, like my sisters like both got me flowers. My mom texts me and she's like, I want to send you an Amazon gift card, but I, I'm worried about it because last time it got lost in the mail. And I'm like, Mom, you could send it digitally. Mail? <laughs> yeah. Wow. She, yeah. she mailed it to me. And I was like, Mom, you could send That's it sweet. digitally. She's like, I don't know how to do that. But I was just asking Cap during like our prep talk, like, I don't know why this became a thing again, where I find myself now buying stuff for my sisters for their birthday, too. It's probably because we don't like live in the same city. That means I think. you miss Bingo. them. Yeah. That's what it means. I was going to say, it's definitely because you don't live in the same city. You guys miss each other. And it's not as convenient. Like, oh, I miss Lindy. I can go over. Yeah. You know, I think that's yeah. why it is. My sisters don't care. They, <laughs> they care. They're like, it's your birthday? Oh, I forgot. I got myself they a care. great birthday present my last birthday. What'd you, What'd you get? 100 wins on Around the Horn. It was hey. great. And I straight up was like, how about yeah. that? You know what I'm saying? Bow, 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 bow. It, was, it was pretty awesome. So, yeah, that's what I that's what I mean by I give myself gifts these days because can't rely on nobody else. No, I'm joking. But, but yourself. Uh, you know, it's all good. Yeah, like my sister's birthday was uh, not that long ago. 
And um, I mean, I think I texted her, "Hey, happy birthday!" Uh, oh, you did. You texted. That's something. I mean, yeah. And then, but but like, I didn't give a gift. I didn't send a card. I don't send flowers. But I will say, um, recently, you know, she's got uh, my niece, her her daughter. She grew up a single mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my sister raised her daughter as a single mother, and she's getting married in April of next year. And so my sister has been working like my sister works seven days a week. Laura, you'll you'll appreciate this. Yeah. I and know. and I say to her, I go, why do you work seven days a week? Like, can you not take a day off and just mm-hmm. like relax a little bit? And she's like, well, I can't right now in particular because, um, you know, with the wedding coming up, I need to work on the weekends and make extra money. And I'm paying for the wedding in advance. Like, so she's paying however much it is a month. So I said to her, I said, well, how much how much do you have left to pay? And I don't remember exactly what the number was, but I was like, okay, listen, I'm, I'm zelling you right now what you owe for this wedding right now Aww. so that it's off your plate and like you don't that. have to, That's and you don't sweet. have to worry about it anymore. You know, like maybe take a day off, but she won't take a day off. You know why? Cause she's just, she's just fixing the world one person at a time. She had this woman that she worked with and, um, this woman, I don't know, child protective services came in, blah, mm. blah, blah. They were going to take the two kids. They were going to separate them, put them in foster homes. What does my sister do? Take I'll them. take the two kids. Mm-hmm. Right. I'll take them. Yeah. I mean, you know. she's, so she's now, a good heart. Yeah. So now what she's doing is she's hunkering down for this hurricane. Her, her husband, her daughter, her two foster kids and her three dogs in a house. I was going to say, that's like what Hungarian heat does, but for other, for dogs, basically, you know what I'm saying? Like when she sees the dogs that are in need, she takes the dogs. That's a nice. I want to save all the dogs. Right. That's clear. That's got to be on one of your, like, swipe app bios. <laughs> Must love saving dogs. I mean, that's that's, that's got to be on there if we're being real with ourselves. Are you uh, are you still on the dating apps? Yeah, I'm still. You know, the apps hey. are there just kind of just kind of hey. just kind of to give me something to do every once in a while. There may or may not have been an update on that uh-huh. front. May or may not be going to huh. top golf with somebody hey. who plays golf, but we'll see what happens. Next time I'm here, I'll give you guys a an update a on, that, on, the, on that situation. Yeah. Well, uh, let's not uh, let's not make it such a long period of time. No, here, no, you know? I hope not. I hope not. Next, well, th- the thing is that I'll probably just pop in when I finish with the TV. You Travis should. and Slee are here. Waiting around um, for four hours to talk to you guys is tough, but I also have a comrade, so I might just pop on next time. Yeah, any, yeah. anytime you want to. You Let's know? do it. We do miss you, man. No, I miss Mar- you guys Even too. Morales was like, I, I, uh, I kind of miss. I could, right. Not only, not, right. Only does, not only does Morales miss the big CY, he also misses the consigliere. Oh, the consigliere. I miss the consigliere. True. I haven't seen Julian forever. He's been on his oh. grind. He's been, you know, up, uh, you know, doing family stuff. So, you know, we all, we all, we all miss everybody, and I really appreciate the kind words, y'all. All right. Well, hey, listen. I was trying um, to play a Julian song. Did not I work out for were. me. <laughs> there it is. By the way, I'm I'm already I'm already into this uh, Dodgers Padres game. Yeah. I mentioned to you that Joe Musgrove, the Padres pitcher tonight, 0 and 2 against the Dodgers this year with a 5.12 ERA. It's the first inning. Bases loaded with two outs, and the pitcher pitching coach is already out there. All right, listen, we got to go. See why we appreciate you. We love you, pal. Happy birthday, Hungarian Heat. We'll see you guys tomorrow at four. Peace out, everybody.